This is HPR episode 2886 entitled InfoSconde. It is hosted by operator and is about 19 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Thoughts around IT and information security. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello and welcome to the episode of Hacker Public Radio with your host operator. This one's going to be about um, job hunting and my experience in the information security field and IT field over the course of I'm, I'm old. So um, I recently accepted an offer to a new position, and I'm going to kind of go over some of that history and really how to get. A job in information security and how to um, some resources you can use to quickly get there and get there quickly Um, what I'll say and what everyone will tell you is unfortunately your best bet to get a job in information security is to have a background in IT and that's you know 5 to 10 to 15 years of really understanding computers being able to troubleshoot them um, and understand how they work You can specialize in Windows or Linux, whatever, networking, um, you know, in in those kind of high-level fields. But at the end of the day, you you need the ability to troubleshoot something. So, essentially, the analogy that I use is that pen testing, red team, whatever you want to call it, is essentially IT backwards. So, instead of fixing stuff, you're, you're breaking things. And to understand how to break something, you need to understand how it's put together or how it's made and, and all that stuff. So people will, will, you'll hear that a lot, and it's unfortunately not something people want to hear when they're fresh out of school or whatever. But honestly, it will make you feel a lot better when you are able to have that background in IT and really understand what's going on when something happens or something's broken or something something has got an issue and you can say you know what you know I don't know about this but I do know basics about networking that somebody else on the team doesn't understand that might be an indication of why this thing is broken or or whatever um so that's 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 part of it what I'll say the sec- the second part of it or the some of it is is having the right connections um, so once you have that initial, you know, that initial contact or you have that initial um, baseline of whatever you need to get into the, the right field you're looking for, you're going to want to to really use uh, the, the community around you. Um, unfortunately, if you live in the sticks, there's not a whole lot we can do for you. Um, let me just a second. I'm clicking around. I'm multitasking here, doing some some photoshopping or inkscaping as they would call it so 
you know, a lot of it takes that background into account for for the people you know, the communities you hang out in, and the passion you have. Now, there's different levels of passion, and I'll, I'll put it in three categories. One is the, the person that goes to work, and they do their job, and then they go home. There's the other person that goes to work and wants to provide value and extra value and do more at work um, than anybody else around them or any of their peers. They want to fix something. They want to solve a problem. They want to, they see a problem and they want to fix it and make the company better. That's passion in, in one form. And then there's the third, which everyone wants, is the person, not only do they want to make things better at the office, but they take their passion home with them and they they do things at home that uh, that further educate them and, and make their professional career grow um, in that space. So that's what everybody's looking for, but that that's the thing that's hard to find. You'll end up with usually what you end up with is people in the kind of gray area in that space. Um, they'll they'll want to they'll want to do something maybe maybe they'll like to do a specific thing but they lack the the technical ability to do that thing um and that's one way one idea that that one kind of type of person um more often than not i see the person that in, in, in information security i'll see the person that wants to do the best they can at work and then they don't they don't have the passion or drive or um they really, they really want to. Most people want to have that passion. Most people want to take it home. Um, but they don't have maybe the technical ability. Maybe they don't have the time, right? Maybe they don't, maybe they're, it's a time management issue, right? They're, they, they have time management problems. And it's not necessarily that they don't want to do it. It's that, you know, it's easier not to do anything than it is to, to, to be passionate and do stuff and be active in the community and all that. So I don't necessarily put the people that don't, don't take their passion home to in a bucket of you know in a bucket of lessness less lesslessness um for making up words but what i'll say is that um a lot of the times it's kind of hit or miss um the, the people that i've worked with and talked with over the over the years it's it's hit or miss they'll say that they want to do something and they'll say that they want to be passionate or they'll say that they want to change something but yet you you get into the weeds and you realize that they're just kind of ch- daisy chaining along and they're just kind of along for the ride right and they're they're not necessarily interested in really making that next step and really providing um, uh, the level of effort it takes to really understand whatever their passion is right. Um, they'll say one thing and then when you try to sync up with them or, you know, take them out to lunch or whatever and you, 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 you connect back with them, you realize that they haven't done anything and that they're not as passionate as they said they are, um, or maybe they want to be and they don't have the time or effort or whatever. Um, that's what I find a fair amount of the times. Um, but every once in a while you'll get a gem out of the out of the rough and you'll find someone that has that passion and they take it home with them um those are the those are the rare finds right those are the people and i'll say i take some of it home i you know take a portion amount home i do have a family and i have a certain amount of stress that i can't that i can handle um i can generally handle less stress than most people 
so I, I don't necessarily take it all home and, and, and really go, you know, crazy with, with what my passion is. But anyway, so let's get on to the kind of finding a job part. What I'll say is the, the biggest key is networking. If you can get on LinkedIn, um, if you can get on meetups, if, if you go to a meetup, don't, don't plan on really connecting to people the first few times. Um, you got to go to a few meetups before you realize you find the right audience for you to connect with or you find the right uh, group that you're looking for. A lot of it is just getting getting the right group and getting the right finding the right people that you're comfortable around. And there's that whole aspect of, you know, if you're antisocial, there, there's going to be an issue there. Um, I have learned and taught myself to be more social and break out of those molds because it allows me to connect to people in a different way, um, in a more realistic way, in a more in, enjoying way when I do finally reach out and connect to people. But again, making that first that first connection is, is the hardest part, right? And that first time you you reach out to someone and you get positive feedback that you're looking for is 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 the is the hardest part um so go to your meetups if, if you're into programming you go to a couple programming meetups if you're into infosec you go to infosecs infosec meetups if you're not anywhere and you're in a rural area you can actually do webex based stuff there's tons of stuff where especially information security out there um that you can search around for feel free to to reach out to me if you have issues outside of meetup um the second part i'll say is that uh, linkedin is a great uh, resource it is uh, time consuming i'll say um you when you switch yourself on to a specific you know uh, wanted level or i <laughs> say wanted level but i'll say looking for opportunities type of setup um, there's an adjustment there in understanding, you know, what that process is, how recruiters work, um, how the process works for recruiters. And I'll kind of go over what I've been able to glean from that whole process. So the way recruiters work, I can tell from my experience so far, is you have, you have automated autonomous bots that go out and send you stuff through LinkedIn. These aren't actual people sending you anything. It's probably a script or some kind of cut and paste macro that they do. And you'll get a LinkedIn request telling you to do a job that may or may not be relevant to your to your skill set. What I will say is that um, uh, changing anything on your profile will trigger those bots, those autonomous things. So even if you go in and set up your title and add a space to it, or maybe you add a new position that's just a bunch of null values, or maybe you uh, change the your profile in such a way that it refreshes the bots. That's a way to get a sh lot of traffic um, and a lot of hits. So the best thing you can do is really get a new job, add that information into your profile, and then set yourself to looking for employment. So you can say something as simple as, you know, consulting services, blah, 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 make up a bunch of stuff that you're doing your own consulting, 
that will change your profile enough into into the fact that you're 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 um, and you can add it as an additional, right? Um, and I think it, it really changes in your profile at all. I've done something as simple as change a space to a edit a value in my profile, and that that's enough, I think, to trigger some of these autonomous systems. Now, there's an advantage to that, and there's also the disadvantage is that you have lots of recruiters and lots of work ahead of you. Um, and I'll tell you, I get one to, when I have it on the the looking for positions, and I'm in, I've been in InfoSec for you know 10, 15 years. When you turn that on, you get about one or two a day, and 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 with with 500 connections, and you have those connections laid out um, in the right manner, you're going to get one to two a day. So the trick is is when you're first contacting the person, you have a template, and my template includes my my LinkedIn information, which is my LinkedIn blog my personal website and my resume, link to my resume, and telling them at a high level what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for a flexible commute, blah, blah, blah. So be very brief and very simplistic, you know, two sentences, your information, and done. Um, a lot of times they'll come back with asking for information that you've already applied, you already told them. You said, well, here's my, I sent you the link to my resume. I also attached it. Um, so they're in a bot mode. So what you want to do is spend as least amount of effort and time talking to those people at the first level as you can. The problem with that is that you're at everyone's mercy. So when you're speaking with the recruiters, you have to be kind and polite and feel like you've got nothing better to do than to talk to them all day. Um, the problem is is that you're so far away from the position at that point that it's it's not even hardly worth your time talking to these people, uh, unfortunately. So you're. You're sitting way far out of the, the main. Now, where what? And that's that's a big contrast. Um, what I'll say is from from before. You used to back in my day. You used to go to companies and you would give them your resume and you had to get in a car and you had to drive around and you had to, you know, talk to people and uh, apply for positions, um, even online and on people's websites. So, with that being said, you know, having a recruiter contact you is 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 easier but at the same time you you kind of feel defeated in some aspects of it um you feel like um you're you're starting at the very bottom and that, that's really that's really the game now is that you have to start at the bottom and work your way up and they have their processes you have your processes and you try to just be as brief as you can but also keep in mind that they're they're the filter they're the filter to filter out the complete and utter unqualified people so the first people you contact on on the recruiters are always going to be your filters. And the filter people, you want to answer their questions and move on. Answer their questions and move on. You want to be polite, but spend as little time as you can as possible with those people because they're just going to escalate you to their managers, and their managers are the ones that actually talk to you and the ones that actually will provide you the, the position details. Um, in, in general, that's almost always how it goes down. You're, there's always somebody in between the employer and yourself if not two people between so you talk to the filter the filter escalates you to the manager you talk to the manager the manager sets up an appointment with the the actual employer you talk to the employer the employer after talking with the employer the employer has you talk to the other people which hopefully is a on-site interview or final interview or is a phone interview with, with the correct parties. Now, at the end of the day, what I'll tell you is that you want to talk to the people that are gonna be on your team. For me, in information security and in technology, that's the most important thing that I have found 
to be the most of value is to say, okay, who am I going to be working with? Okay, Bob, Sam, and Sally. Okay, can we talk to Bob, Sam, and Sally, or one of the one of the two or three people, and get a feel for what the team is like? And for me, it's about the team. It's about being being confident and having a, a cohesive team and working with a cohesive team. And in, in information security, the money will come and all that stuff. Um, we won't have to worry too much about that. But it's about being cohesive and, and all that stuff. So that if you can talk to the team and stress that the important part is the team and the important part is, is finding the right uh, finding the right value to your or finding the right the job for your skill set, um, that's 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 a good place to start. Um, what else do I need to talk about? Um, so you've you've managed to I do have a LinkedIn bot script that I'll add in the show notes to essentially if you don't have five hundred followers you can or connections you can use this script or create something similar and I can help you if you want um create a script that will connect you with, with other people. And oftentimes those are recruiters too, and those are what you are looking for in some cases. Um I talked about the community stuff. I talked about the LinkedIn. Um, I talked about, uh, I haven't talked about kind of showing what your passion is. So it's, it's great that you're doing stuff. You're doing stuff. You're taking it home. You're being passionate about what you do. But you need a way to document that and tell people that, hey, and show people that, hey, I'm working on this thing. It's really cool. Or maybe it's not cool. Maybe it's just something that people have done before. Maybe it's something very simplistic, right? Maybe it's uh, it's something that, that um it's been done before, but you, you haven't really looked at it before. And, and just having a, a documentation or having a way to document what you're interested in um, and what your passion is, is, is one of the biggest things you can do. Um, now, whether or not the employer goes through the effort to figure that out and look at what, they're, what you're passionate about and, and understand what that is, is a different story. But, um, you know, get involved with local communities, go to local hackerspaces, go to, uh, go to information security conferences, um, go to any kind of conference you can within your area to do that networking, get that networking part, um, and really find, find a mentor. If you can find a mentor, there's lots of places out there. Let me know if you need a mentor in the security space or information security space or even IT. Let me know. I can be your mentor. I can help you find a mentor that's in connecting with the right people with the right talent. Um, But really finding a mentor and saying that can help you, hey, you know what, I I don't really think I'm doing this right. I think I need guidance in this specific area or, you know, help me be better at this. And if you have a mentor that's been there, they can help you understand what what the uh, differences are. I'm actually in a Slack channel, uh, the um, uh, BreakSec, B-R-E-A-K-Sec podcast has a has a nice uh, Slack channel with a bunch of good stuff in it. Um, the other one I'll hang out is a, um, a NetSec Focus, which is um, uh, uh, NEC SEC Focus. It's a great room to hang out in. That's not uh, not Mastodon, but whatever the other one is. Um, and then the other one I'll hang out in is uh, Discord. There's a 
a lot of Discord channels out there for information security and, and local local security stuff or IT stuff. But if you if you don't have a mentor, let me know, and um, we can connect you with the right people. Um, yeah. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.